the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. And a good morning to you. Thank you so very much for joining us as we get underway at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Monday, the 25th morning of the 11th month of the year of our Lord 2019. Appreciate you being with us coming up in about 40 minutes. We will talk with a man who has been targeted for termination by the American left, by specifically the reprehensible, repugnant Cleveland Plain Dealer, which continues to allow its retired editorial director, Brent Larkin, to stain its pages. And I will not back off of any of that language. That paper is stained with the smears and the smut of Brent Larkin and the rest of a pathetic, liberal editorial board that has turned the plain dealer into its best version of a third-rate copy of the Washington Post. Absolutely reprehensible. Jim Jordan will join us, and we will talk about why it is that he has been targeted for termination by the left. He is easily, and I again say this with great deference and respect to a lot of other conservative uh, Republicans on the Intelligence Committee, and on other committees in the House, fighting to protect the presidency, not just the president, but the presidency against an extraordinarily unprecedented partisan attack on the office. And that's what this is. I'm old enough to remember when uh, Nancy Pelosi actually said that she would not support impeachment unless it was bipartisan. And, And the reason I'm old enough to remember that is because it was just last year. She literally said, in fact, maybe at the beginning of this year, repeated it. She will not support an impeachment uh, inquiry unless it was bipartisan. You can't just do it from one side. Otherwise, it it completely stains the entire process. Yet here we sit with a 100% partisan, Democrats only, supporting impeachment. 
this inquiry going on, and the number one foe, the number one guy who has been scoring the most points against them in this process has been Ohio's 4th Congressional District Representative, Jim Jordan. And that's why they have targeted him so uh, unfairly. And we're going to talk about that. Uh, because what Brent Larkin wrote in the Cleveland Plain Dealer in their editorial page is simply um, unacceptable. It is unacceptable. It is, as, as I said, it is repugnant. It is vile. It is vicious. It is personal. And it cannot be tolerated. He will join us to respond to that and to talk about the actual impeachment process, which now that the investigator, excuse me, the um, uh, testimony is is all complete, um, now they have to consider what to do with it. And Adam Schiff and his band of liberal Democrat henchmen are now going to figure out what their uh, articles of impeachment are going to be. Schiff spent the weekend calling the case against President Trump, quote, ironclad. Wait, what? Yes, he said the case against Trump is ironclad, despite the fact that the entirety of the Democrats' case can be summed up by the REO Speedwagon song. What are you talking about, Bob? You know exactly what I'm talking about, don't you? I'm talking about REO Speedwagon. All of the evidence presented by Schiff in what he is calling a quote-unquote ironclad case against the president, all of it is hearsay. All of it is second-hand fake news, or third-hand or fourth-hand. Well, here, let's let Jim Jordan describe that. Let me read it one more time. Ambassador Taylor recalls that Mr. Morrison told Ambassador Taylor that I told Mr. Morrison that I conveyed this message to Mr. Yarmouk on September 1st, 2019, in connection with Vice President Pence's visit to Warsaw and a meeting with President Zelensky. We got six people having four conversations in one sentence, and you just told me this is where you got your clear understanding. That's why they want him taken out. That's why they want him taken out. And I'm merging the two stories here, but I kind of have to. Schiff said yesterday on uh, the Sunday morning talk shows, specifically on CNN State of the Union, he said, quote, this president has now sought foreign interference in our election twice. (laughs) He's still clinging to the Russia story, too, as the first one. He said when he invited the Russians to hack Hillary's emails, and later that day they attempted to do exactly that, There is a sense of urgency when you uh, have a president who's threatening the integrity of our elections. He is the biggest fraud Adam Schiff is and the biggest stain on the House of Representatives, honestly, in modern American history. Absolutely a stain. And what's even worse, strangely, is his boss, meaning the Speaker of the House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi, because she has allowed this guy to become the attack dog and to become the face of the Democrat Party. And in essence, while the impeachment inquiry in the House is going on, the most powerful man in Washington. Now, once they turn this over, obviously, to the Senate for a trial, which they will do, they lose that power. Then Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham get to run the show. But Adam Schiff literally uh, said he saw no reason to call more witnesses to publicly testify before the House Intelligence Committee on any possible quid pro quo because there is ironclad evidence already, and he's not interested in playing a game of stall tactics with the White House. 
I find that very interesting. Now, the president tweeted over the weekend uh, a link to another story, which gives a little bit of a different context here, a town hall story, headlined, The Unspoken Truth, What Impeachment Exposed About Trump and 2020, written by uh, Kevin McCullough. And I found this very interesting as well. For those who got stuck, and by the way, I should point this out, there are very few people who I'm about to reference who got stuck watching this. Very few people. Do you know that roughly 3% of Americans spent time watching these impeachment proceedings compared to the 30% of the American people who tuned in to watch the Clinton impeachment proceedings? What does that tell you? Think about that. What does that tell you? The American people aren't buying this. The American people don't care about this phony, partisan impeachment inquiry. They were all about it in the Clinton case because he had perjured himself publicly. He had perjured himself before Congress and on live television. A felony charge of perjury. That's why he lost his law license, even after he was acquitted in the Senate. But for those who got stuck watching, writes McCullough, the past two weeks of testimony in the circus inquiry, there's a bit of news that has left uh, that has been uncovered. Only 3% of the American people spent any time watching the proceedings. After watching the Democrats attempt to displace a lawfully elected president via fake charges of collusion with Russia, the voter doesn't seem impressed with an effort to displace him over a phony charge of quid pro quo. Denying due process, denying witnesses, and even their choice of committee members who would be allowed to speak uh, just added to this sham and why the people felt no compulsion to view what was going on. And this is extraordinarily important. Now that it appears Democrats have called their final witnesses and are preparing to recommend formal articles of impeachment, it's my belief, says Kevin McCullough in Town Hall, that the president's team will finally be allowed to punch back for the first time. But before they do that, we need to point out a significant and vital truth. Post-Intel committee polls are pointing out this truth, but it deserves a wider recognition. It would be wise for Pelosi and Schiff to consider it before taking another step forward. Democrats cast President Trump as someone who is so self-driven that he's attempting to subvert justice to win an election. That his thirst for victory pulsates through his heart so obsessively he would break laws to have foreign governments interfere in our process just so he could beat a Democrat. But the unspoken truth is he doesn't need to. He never has. In 2016, he literally spent the very least in campaign operations to win an impressive 30-state-plus victory. He spent less money than his GOP opponents in the primary. He's spending way less than any of the Democrats currently in their primary. The Democrats didn't lose in 2016 because the Russians spent $90,000 on Facebook ads. Team Hillary spent upwards of $69 million. They lost because their message doesn't connect with voters. In 2016, candidate Trump had no track record, but he had ideas and promises. And in 2020, he's kept 87 of those promises and still has a lot, uh, not, a lot of them not yet implemented. In 2020, he'll spend less money on media than his, than his opponent, no question about it. He'll focus resources going to meet voters at his enormous rallies. People will feel heard. They will look at his track record now, and they will easily send him back in to finish the fight. The Democrats don't understand this. The American people don't want this impeachment. In fact, to buttress that story from Town Hall, I'll throw this one to you. The latest polls show that among independent voters, meaning non-Republican nor registered Democrats, independents are opposed to this impeachment. And the, sh- the turn has been sharp. 
the turn has been sharp. Fewer support impeachment now than ever before, and more oppose it than ever before, going by the NPR Marist survey. So the American people are not going to uh, stand for this. They're not going to put up with this. And if they really want to destroy their chances of holding on to the House, go ahead, introduce the articles of impeachment. Make our day. All right, I got a lot more on this that I want to talk about with you after the uh, uh, Sunday shows. And I want to talk more specifically about Jim Jordan, who has become public enemy number two for the American left. He is public enemy number two right behind President Trump himself. The Democrats wanted to destroy, to destroy him. And Brent Larkin, the retired editorial director of The Plain Dealer, is helping in that case. And this is exactly the reason why we must support uh, Jim Jordan. And in fact, we'll talk about 2024 when the time comes, but I'd like to make him the president to really finish off people like Larkin. We'll be back right after this. WHKRadio.com is where to find the Bob France Authority podcast. Phone lines are going to be open to you at 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110. You can also hit me up on social media, as always, Twitter, Facebook, and Parler. I won't talk about all of those things right now, but I'll just point out that I'm there. France Radio, F-R-A-N-T-Z Radio. No uh, One word, um, no spaces, no underscores. So I want to talk a little bit more about um, what the uh, Democrats are trying to do to Jim Jordan. They're trying to destroy him because he is the most effective at making the points uh, that need to be made in defense of the presidency. And I will continue to say that, and I hope you will join me when you talk about that. So he was attacked in the most vile and personal of ways in the Cleveland Plain Dealer, which is, again, a rag so reprehensible. And I want to say this, too. <clears throat> I, uh, I don't like to call for boycotts of things, because boycotting companies... Um, has a very deleterious effect, a very negative effect on people who have nothing to do with the decisions made in the corner offices uh, by the by the bosses. All right. In other words, I would never say boycott the plane dealer, don't buy the plane dealer. Two reasons: one, there are people working in the printing press; there are there are low level copy editors; there are people answering phones at the news desk; there are people who are working their tails off who have nothing to do with the editorial slant or trash, or tripe put forth by the Brent Larkins of the world or the extraordinarily liberal editorial boards. All right? It's not their fault, and I don't want them to lose their jobs. That's why I don't call for boycotts of companies. I'm mad at Chick-fil-A after what we talked about last week, too, and I've said I'm not going to grab their chicken sandwiches anymore because of what they've done, and I think the negative impact it's going to have on other companies. But I'm not going to call for a boycott because, again, the workers, it's not their fault. And then there's the sports page. And quite frankly, I like the sports page writers. I do. I, I, I think Paul Hoynes is terrific. I think, um, you know, Terry Pluto is terrific. I, I, you know, they do a great job covering sports. I mean, the, Matt Gould does the high school beat. Those guys are great guys, great reporters. And they have nothing to do with the trash that happens with the editorial board. So I won't call for a boycott of the plane dealer. But I will point out that I will not buy it. I will only read it when necessary on their online version, which is cleveland.com, and that's only to be able to respond and react to things like this. 
But this is a is a rag overall. Again, the good people in the sports department and the other uh, areas, notwithstanding, that is so bad that it, in addition to their their hit piece on Jim Jordan, in which uh, Brent Larkin just you know again makes horrific, vile, personal attacks against him, uh, repeating stupid, unproven, uh, no no substance whatsoever whatsoever allegations of. Things that wanted Ohio, went on at Ohio State University when he was an assistant wrestling coach there, blaming him uh, for those things. Two, the five-part series was it? I I don't even know it because I don't read it, but I do. I'm on Facebook, and on my feed in my news feed of my my Facebook wall or whatever you want to call the the thing, Cleveland.com articles pop up there, and every day for about the last five days, I saw a new article demonizing police officers and glorifying the parenting skills of Tamir Rice's mother. Day after day after day, five years after the tragic Tamir Rice incident, the plain dealer ran this five-part series, I think, talking about how racism led to Tamir Rice's death and police officers who don't like black people led to Tamir Rice's death. And, and, I mean, it was all I could do to read a few words before just getting so disgusted and feeling my blood pressure rise that I had to turn away from it. I would make a comment or two pointing out the truth that Tamir Rice was not the eight-year-old smiling kid that has been circulated for five years. He was a 12-year-old kid who looked like an adult, 5'7", 195 pounds, looked bigger than that in a big winter coat, who was not playing with a gun in a park, as the way they put it, or I'm sorry, playing with a toy gun is how they framed it, in a park when he was just shot down by racist cops, but that he had a replica handgun that was intended to look exactly like a real handgun, This wasn't a toy silver Lone Ranger pistol. This was a replica gun that had the orange tip, which identified it as being a a gun that did not fire real bullets, removed. And he wasn't playing lolly, 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 playing with his gun around the tree. He was pointing it at people's heads and scaring the bejesus out out of them. He was pointing it at passing cars and scaring the bejesus out of drivers, so much so that it was an African-American was the first call to 911 saying he was scared to death of this kid, pointing this gun. So the idea that this was some sort of police racist hit on, on a young, innocent smiling play a kid playing in a park and not a young kid going to a park which is a known hangout of gangbangers playing the role training for his own future gang participation and that's exactly what it was and a mother a mother who was not the grieving, loving mother of this kid a kid, but a woman who didn't even have custody because she was an unfit parent Kid was living with his grandmother because his felon mother, that's right, she has a long record, armed robbery among them, drug trafficking among them, assault among the charges against her because she didn't even have custody of the kid. And when she got to the scene, 
the mom who buy and I'm I'm doing all of this because of what the plain dealer has done here. The plain dealer actually glorified her as a model parent and in fact promoted her six page guide written with by the or excuse me, along with the ACLU to young black kids surviving encounters with police. She is gonna be a parental guide? The woman who arrived on the scene and delayed the departure of the ambulance that contained her son to the hospital because she wanted every name and badge number while screaming about how many millions she was going to get because her kid got shot? All of that is public record, by the way. This isn't hearsay. This is all public record. You can look it up yourself. You can get testimony from people who were right there at the scene. So all of this going on, the plane dealer spends this time furthering the divide between blacks and cops in the city of Cleveland in this five-page scab wound picking uh, uh, or five-day uh, or five-piece uh, entry, and at the same time then trying to tear, ap- tear apart the personal um, uh, you know, reputation of Jim Jordan for doing his job on Capitol Hill. I've got so many more things to say about this, and I welcome your thoughts too. Two one six nine zero one zero nine four five. Right back. All right, 935, we continue on AM 1420, The Answer. Congressman Jim Jordan will be with us at uh, 948. Going to ask him to respond to this unbelievable attack uh, levied against him by Brent Larkin and the Cleveland Plain Dealer, the the repugnant uh, pile of rubbish that it is. Of all the regions and all the states and all the country, Larkin writes... Jim Jordan got dragged into ours. There was no good reason to punish Greater Cleveland by making the person who's now the second most contemptible human being in the entire U.S. government part of the region's delegation to Congress. That, that's how he opened it. Brent Larkin is retired, and his decrepit cor- corpse is uh, somehow still managing to tap out hate on his keyboard. I, I can only pray that he's still trying to do that in 2024 when Congressman Jim Jordan is elected President of the United States. Because maybe that'll be the thing that'll finally finish him off. And by that I mean, of course, send him into retirement permanently where he stays away uh, from uh, spewing his filth and his hate and his lies and his contempt uh, onto the pages of a newspaper. And I know it doesn't matter because the plain dealer will simply find more to do the same, others to do the same, other members of their editorial board existing already. When Ohio's political, he writes, and legislative leaders were drawing new congressional boundaries prior to the 2012 election, Democrats wanted a district that would protect Marsha Fudge. Bad news, by the way, she's going down uh, in 2020 as well. Uh, Republicans wanted districts that would elect the maximum number of GOP congressmen. They all got what they wanted. But to make it work, uh, a hideously gerrymandered district for the Southeast, Southwest Ohio congressman, one, of the, one that meanders some 200 miles from Dayton north into Lorain County near Cleveland. And now it's fitting Republicans have given this seven-term sycophant a starring role in the televised House Intelligence Committee impeachment hearings against President Trump. Why do you think the Republicans gave Jim Jordan that starring role on the Intelligence Committee, Brent? Because of exactly what you're complaining about now. He's effective. 
because he points out the lies and the half-truths offered by the witnesses, the hand-picked witnesses of Adam Schiff, because he pointed out the truth about what Bill Taylor was saying and wasn't saying, because he pointed out the truth about what Sondland was saying and what he wasn't saying, because he pointed out the truth of what Fiona Hill was saying and wasn't saying. And that's exactly why you're going after him. This guy is going to tear down our attempts to tear down a president. Something that we started back in 2016. So how do we tear this guy apart? Well, let's go to the ridiculous libel card. Because I think that's what's being committed here. Larkin writes, at least five people, four of them former wrestlers and one of them a longtime friend, have said Jordan had to have known former OSU uh, doctor Richard Strauss was on a sexual rampage that would include, according to Ohio State, 1,429 sexual assaults and 47 rapes of student patients during Strauss's time at the school. That makes Jordan an ideal candidate, writes Larkin, this contemptible piece of human trash. To say uh, that makes Jordan an ideal candidate to lead the defense of a malignant president who has bragged about physically abusing women. Jordan appointed to the Intelligence Committee the same day, November 8th, that NBC reported on a lawsuit filed early this month in which a former wrestling referee alleges Strauss, I won't get into the details of this, uh, committed lewd acts following an OSU wrestling match in 1994. Do you think, Brent Larkin, that we're so stupid as to rethink that this was coincidental? This report, this NBC report, came out because they knew Jordan was about to be appointed to the Intelligence Committee. So what better way to respond to the work he's about to do on the Intelligence Committee than to try to smear his name with the same tired story that's already been disproven? Because lest you forget... And of course you have. You didn't point this out in your pathetic pile of tripe, Brent Larkin. Jim Jordan was completely absolved of any wrongdoing by the internal investigation done by Ohio State. He was an assistant wrestling coach. Strauss, by the way, treated and apparently abused athletes from a dozen or more sports. But it's not even the head, it's the, it's the assistant wrestling coach that we're going to try to pin this on. Why? Why not any of the coaches, head or assistant, from the other teams? Maybe because none of the rest of them are in Congress attempting to defend the Constitution and the presidency from this unbelievably partisan attack. What is being done to Jim Jordan here is criminal. And I hope he treats it that way. I really do. The investigation done by Ohio State completely absolved Jim Jordan and the head coach, Russ Hellickson, of any wrongdoing after the investigation determined they did not know of the abuse carried out by Strauss. But yet here's Larkin running it again anyway, trying to find anything to discredit the man who is going to end up helping to save the presidency of the United States. It is, it is pathetic. And in my mind, it should be criminal. Like I said, you cannot spell liberal without an L, I, B, E, and an L. That spells libel if you're scoring at home. TJ in Cleveland, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Go ahead. You know, Bob, you struck a nerve with me today with this Brett Larkin. I simply loathe that man. You know, this old turd retired in 2009. 
and he's continued to write regularly in the Plain Dealer, a business who's going out of business, laying people off. If I was a young journalist, I'd be a little bit teed off that my job is being put in jeopardy so this old creep can keep coming back and writing his articles for 10 years now, double-dipping. Uh, it, it just makes me sick. And, you know, the same thing was with Dick Fiegler. For eight years, all that man did was attack President Bush. When Bush left office, that old turd retired because he didn't have any material anymore. And one other thing with this Tamir Rice, when I read about the Cleveland Art Museum is going to dedicate a wing to Tamir Rice, they never dedicated a wing to a policeman that was uh, murdered on the job or a soldier from Cleveland killed, you know, uh, serving his country. No, they're going to dedicate a wing to Tamir Rice. Uh, Bob, this stuff is just, it's out of control. It is. You know, with and you life. know, it, it's funny, TJ, that you brought up what you just did with the last part, too. I was talking to my friend, <clears throat> the former president of the police union, Steve Loomis, who pointed this out to them when they called him for comment. Where were where was the big five part series commemorating the five year anniversary of the murder of Cleveland police officers uh, like uh, like uh, AJ Schroeder or Derek Owens or Rob Clark? Where was the big five year anniversary uh, retrospective on the impact on Ohio and on Cleveland of the death of cops at the hands of criminals? Where's that? Where's their honorary uh, you know memorial publication? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. But Tamir Rice, and I won't go through the whole story again. We know what the story was. We know what the truth is rather than the, uh, uh, the lies and the, the fables being told by the plain dealer and others. But, but in that case, yes, they're going to they're gonna turn him into some kind of a hero, which is just hysterical. Uh, let's go to um, where? Bob in Middleburg Heights. You're on AM 1420 The Answer. Bob, go ahead. Good morning, Bob. Uh, on the subject of this uh, birdcage line or the plane dealer, all you got to do is change the channel, buddy. I dropped them years ago because of what they're doing and what they're continuing to do. And it was, it was the funny part was, though, a guy called up and he asked me why I dropped him. And he got in an argument with me. <laughs> he was like provoking me. Well, you know what? You're right. Uh, and, and I dropped them. Well, I never really subscribed to them anyway. I would pick up the paper when I needed to on an as-needed basis from like a box or a, or, or a store. But sure. I never subscribed. But 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 now I don't even do that. Um, I will use their online portal, which is cleveland.com, and I will follow what's going on, particularly when you know they cross my Facebook page with a new headline, you know, a new story or a new uh, you know piece of trash that they're promoting. And also, like I said, because I do like their sports coverage. I have, I have nothing against the good people in that sports department. There really are some good people in that sports department, and I like them. I do. And I have nothing against the rest of the staff, the rank-and-file members, people who work for the Plain Dealer, but that editorial board is pathetic, and, and that's why I will only respond when I do see something come across my social media from them that merits and warrants a response. And this is one of those times. In fact, both of those things. The attack on Jordan and the fitting of Tamir Rice and her mo- his mother for a halo that, that really deserve a response. All right, it's 945. I need a time out of here so Congressman Jim Jordan can address some of this nonsense next on AM 1420, The Answer. Now heard through downtown, through greater Cleveland on 102.5 FM. It's the Bob France Authority.
right, 948 now, the Bob Branch Authority on AM 1420. The answer, we are awaiting the call from Congressman Jim Jordan. Oh, I'm told he is on the line now. That's perfect timing. That's exactly what we were hoping for. Congressman Jordan, good to talk to you again, my friend. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine, Bob. How are you doing today? Happy Thanksgiving week. Uh, and and to you as well. Thanks very much. Uh, hopefully you can uh, get a little bit of downtime after the nonsense you've had to deal with for the last two weeks on uh, uh, in that intelligence committee, those com- uh, committee uh, hearings. Uh, so hopefully you can relax a little bit. I, I, I find it amazing, Congressman Jordan, that on the day you were appointed to the intelligence committee, uh, we get this new quote, and I'm using air quotes for that new report uh, of allegations about what went on with the wrestling program and with the team no, doctor yeah. in Ohio State. <laughs> Literally the yeah. day of your appointment, it's not as if they were sitting on that or anything, wink, wink, uh, and trying to discredit a guy that they knew was going to be perhaps one of the, if not the most effective uh, defenders of the presidency during these hearings. They came to get you because they knew what you would do. Uh, yeah. And I want to give you a chance to it's, respond to that in general, and more specifically to Brent Larkins. And I read portions of it to the audience here this morning, to Brent Larkins' unbelievable personal attack on you. Yeah, I mean, look, this is just par for the course now. And uh, <clears throat> like I always tell my colleagues, uh, particularly my colleagues in the um, in the Freedom Caucus, if the press isn't saying something bad about you, you're not doing anything any good. It's just it's just how they operate today. It's all about uh, lies. It's all about attacking people, uh, and and it's it's choreographed. I mean, it, 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 you you just I mean, it sure seems like it's choreographed because it always happens at these these sort of these times that you kind of wonder about. Uh, so yeah, this is nothing new, and they're gonna. They're just going to keep it up, and that's uh, uh, the good news is that the guy who gets it the worst in this country is the guy who is getting things done for the American people, and that's the President of the United States. I mean, as bad as I get it, he gets it a thousand times worse. Uh, in fact, I've talked to the President about this. I said, you know, you get it every single second of every single day. CNN's got a mission statement. It's to stop Donald Trump, and it's um, but it's just, it's just the way the world is today, unfortunately. And um, I think the American people see through it all, though. It's interesting that you go right to the president, uh, and you're right to do so. Um, I, I kind of called you public enemy number two. If he's public enemy number one of the liberals, uh, you you really have become number two because of the you know the the outstanding work that you were doing exposing the hypocrisy uh, and and the, the the flaws in all of the arguments made by the Democrats and all of these witnesses who who have come up. Uh, in fact, Brent Larkin linked the two of you talking about the ridiculous allegations at Ohio State to uh, President Trump being accused by two dozen yeah. women of sexual assault and all of these kinds of things. Is there a point, Congressman, where you think about fighting back legally? Well, you know, uh, uh, my colleague, uh, Devin Nunes, has done that. And he, he, you know, in fact, he talked to me about that as well. Uh, Look, we're going to just keep fighting for the American people. I think the the vast majority of the folks I get the privilege of representing in the 4th District of Ohio understand that these these lies that they've said about me, just like their lies they talk about the president, um, so I know Devin has done that, and he's looking to do it again based on the, the latest thing that they've, they've, they're attacking him on, this, this idea that he traveled to Europe. Um, so we'll see, but my focus is on just getting the truth out to the American people, and when you, if you stay focused on that, I think in the end all the, it, it tends to work out, uh, and the people see the, see the facts, the people get the truth, and that's what we'll, we'll, we'll keep trying to do. I, I that's what probably... we tried to do last week in these hearings. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Bob, think about... <clears throat> The, the Ambassador Sondland said there was a quid pro quo required to get the call, to get the meeting with the president, and for the Ukrainians to get the money. And yet, <clears throat> and the quid pro quo was there had to be an announcement from President Zelensky saying they were going to investigate Burisma, this company, that Hunter Biden worked for, and investigate the Biden. 
and yet they got the call, they got the meeting, and they got the money, and there was never an announcement. So how can there be a quid pro quo? I mean, it's it's, it's the ridiculous stuff that the Democrats talk about. And and when you just get down and boil it right down to the facts, there are the facts are all on the president's side. But yet they're going to continue to move forward with this and continue to put our country through this. And it's 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 so sad what they're doing. But like I said, the American people understand it. Uh, can you tell me who was at the meeting? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I knew you would catch when on there. Uh, the, how, the meeting that how, never happened. What did they say? Right? When did he do? How did he do it? Did he tweet it? Did he do a? Did he do the CNN interview? Did he? I mean, it's like this is what gets so ridiculous. And you would almost want to laugh. In fact, I got him to laugh even in the, in the point because it's like it's so absurd what they're saying. But Adam Schiff and the Democrats do not care. And obviously, the plain dealer Brent Larkin and people like that and the mainstream press. They do not care about the facts. They only care about attacking conservatives, attacking the president. And and the bottom line, I said this in the hearing, what what really bothers these people is they have never accepted the fact that 63 million of us voted to send a guy to Washington to shake that place up. And we voted for Donald Trump. He won an Electoral College landslide. And they have never accepted that fundamental fact that the American people decide who's president, not the elite, not the media, not the folks in D.C., not the folks in New York. They've never accepted that, and that's what's driving them crazy. That's why they continue to go up to the president, and they will never stop. It's unfortunate, but they will never stop because they have never accepted that fundamental fact. Congressman, um, Adam Schiff went on CNN's Face the Nation and said that, that their case against the president is ironclad. Um, I'm, I'm, looking, <laughs> I'm looking for the iron, uh, and I'm looking for anything that is locked up here, uh, because virtually every witness that they brought up claiming that this is, there was a quid pro quo, you and others, some of your colleagues did great work as well, pointed out that this was the REO Speedwagon impeachment. He heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend that uh, we've been messing around here. That, that's what I call this thing. None of, the only people who had first-hand contact with the president about this, t- including Sondland, testified that he said, I don't want a quid pro quo. I just want Zelensky to do the right thing, uh, I, which, of course, is to make sure that there was no corruption going on in that government when we send you money that we know uh, our money is going to be used for proper purposes. Um, that's what the people who talked directly to the president found. Everybody else who said the president wanted something illegal did not talk to the president. No, you're right. The, the, the most exculpatory piece of evidence is Gordon Sondland when he asked the president straight up, what do you want from Ukraine? And the president of the United States says, I want nothing. I want no quid pro quo. I want this new guy to do what he campaigned on. I want him to clean the place up. It's, it's only the third most corrupt country on the planet, according to Ernst & Young. This, they got a history of corruption. We're talking about the hard-earned tax dollars of the American people. And this president said, you know what? Let's check this guy out before we give him $400 million of the American people's money. And guess what? Every time there was a meeting, after the aid was frozen, every single meeting with, with U.S. senators, with Vice President Pence, with ambassadors, every time there was a meeting, never once did aid come up linked to linked to an investigation, an announcement of any type of investigation that Joe Biden never once came up. But what they did discover is during those meetings, this guy's worth the risk. This guy might be, in fact, the real reformer that we need to start cleaning that place up, and they release the money, bottom line. And, and yet the Democrats continue to do all their crazy games. Congressman, um, when you listen to what Sondland said, um, and talk about what Sondland said, rather, 
uh, in his conversation with the president. Critics and supporters of Schiff and the impeachment uh, process will say that happened on September 9th, which was after the whistleblower had come forward and became known. And so President Trump telling him, I don't want a quid pro quo after that point uh, really is meaningless because his, his previous statements prior to the whistleblower are what we're talking about here. How do you respond to that? No, you know what else happened right at that same time frame? The Rada, their parliament in, in Ukraine, they started passing the things that really showed that they're, they're serious about dealing with the corruption problem. They got rid of the prosecutor. They brought in their high, Supreme High uh, Anti-Corruption Court. They passed the, the, the law that got rid of sovereign immunity for members of the parliament. Imagine if we had, like, sovereign immunity for members of Congress, for goodness sake. I mean, you can't have that. So they got rid of that law. They were doing the things that demonstrate this guy is legit, and then the money gets released. Yeah, the Democrats want to say, oh, well, there was started, we were talking about doing an investigation. That's, no, 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 no. It, it played out exactly the way I described it. They, they had all these meetings. They saw this guy was legit. This guy was genuine. Never once did money come up being linked to an announcement of any type of investigation, and their parliament did the reform. So Zelensky was pushing through the reforms. In fact, Tim Morrison, one of the witnesses, said when they were over there visiting, they met with uh, – the, the leaders in Ukraine, he said, they all looked tired because they were up all night getting ready to make these changes as soon as the parliament went into session. That's what happened. And yet, no, no, that, that can't be the case. Democrats won't buy that. So, it, it, again, they're out to get the president. They're going to say, and, and say whatever they, they can to make it, the president look bad. But the facts are on the president's side. Most recent polling, Congressman, shows that in, among independent voters, non-registered Republican or Democrat, but independent voters, um, their support for impeachment is down sharply, and their support or their opposition to impeachment is up a great deal as well. Um, my question to you is: Do you think they're going to go through with this, given the fact that there are so many vulnerable Democrats in either red states or red districts or or purple districts? Uh, do you think they're going to go through this, knowing that the American people are? And by the way, the American people don't care about this i also saw this stat three yeah. percent of the american population watched this uh over the last two weeks compared to 30 percent who tuned in during the clinton impeachment inquiry uh the, do you think the democrats are really going to go through with this and pass articles yeah i think uh first of all i think the reason you're seeing the, the polls change because the american people are smart they got common sense and they see that there's no case there they see this is ridiculous what the democrats are doing second i do think they'll go through with it because i think they're so far down this road I think they're so so hard left now in their thinking, so anti-Trump. They've been out to get the president since, well, I, even before he got elected. They were out to get the president started in July of 2016 when they opened the Trump-Russia investigation. So I think they will go through with it because I don't think they can help themselves. And then we'll see what happens on Election Day. But uh, I think it's um, – I think I don't see how they turn around. They're, they, they got the train so far down the tracks, I don't think they can stop it. Um, but we'll see here in the next few weeks. We'll see what they do. But I think they keep. I think they keep going. Lindsey Graham on the other side says he will call Hunter Biden, and he said he may call Adam Schiff as a material witness because he knows, despite his denials, uh, his staff at the very least met with the quote-unquote whistleblower uh, prior to this actually being reported to the Director of National Intelligence or the Inspector General. He may call Schiff as a witness. Do you think that will will take place? I doubt it. I mean. I, God bless Lindsey for, for uh, Senator Graham for doing that, uh, but I, I don't know that you get Adam Schiff to testify. I do hope, I do hope that they get the whistleblower to testify. Remember, bullet point number two of the whistleblower's complaint, he says, over the past four months, more than half a dozen U.S. officials have helped me form the basis of, of, of the complaint that he filed. So we don't know who those more than half a dozen people are. My guess is we probably talked to some of them, 
but we may not have talked to all of the people who formed the basis for this whistleblower's complaint. So we need to know who the whistleblower is so we can evaluate his credibility, his motivation, his biases, and then we need to know who he talked to that when he formed the complaint that started this whole thing. So I certainly hope they, they call the whistleblower and, 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 and get that individual to testify, raise his right hand, swear that he's going to tell the truth, and then be able to cross-examine that individual in the, uh, in the trial in the Senate. Congressman, last thing before you go, and I, and I hate to circle back here and do this, but I, but I, I really appreciate what Devin Nunez is doing, uh, and I want to know if you'll consider doing the same, because it occurred to me as I read Brent Larkin's piece this weekend, you cannot spell the word liberal without the L-I-B-E-L. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll see. We're, we're, we're looking at all things because, you know, they continue to lie. Uh, there's been investigations and they found that, that, you know, I did nothing wrong. Uh, I've said all along that if, if in fact, uh, if in fact I thought there was some harm to our athletes, I, I would have come forward. I mean, jeepers, uh, I've stood up to the Speaker of the, the House from my own party, from my own state, stood up to Paul Ryan, stood up to the FBI, the IRS when they were targeting service. The idea that I wouldn't wouldn't stand up and defend our athletes if I thought they were being harmed is ridiculous, and everyone you know who, who wrestled for us understands that. So um, we'll see. But they they continue to play their games and do their things. My my, my focus though is getting the truth out and making sure that uh, that in eleven months Donald Trump is reelected as president of the United States. That's that's what I'm be working for. No, I know, and I know year. that's your focus. And I and, and the reason I spelled out libel is because you know we're we're, we're not just talking about def- well defamation is a crime too, but but it's defamation, it's attacking of your reputation, and quite frankly, when he printed that, it is libel because everything else you said is exactly right. You have been cleared by the internal investigation done. So was Coach Ellickson by Ohio State that neither one of you knew anything. And what he is doing now to me is flat out libelous. And I hope you'll consider yep. legal action so that we can hold these people accountable. So maybe they treat the next guy a little bit better. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Bob. Thank you for hey. all the work that you do, and I appreciate it, and we'll talk to you again soon. You bet. Have a great Thanksgiving. Thanks. And, and to you as well, you and your family. Happy Thanksgiving, sir. All right, 1002, we'll get to the news now. Your call's after. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.